Initialize sequence. Yo, what up? This is Prozac. This is Shaq's too dope from Insane Cloud Posse. Oh, yeah, this is Reese. Yo, this be the one them called Tech Nine. What's up? This is Mad Child. This is your boy Spider Man, aka Brother Lynch. Huh? Jared from Head PE. Yo, what up? This is Hop. My name is Recognized. This is Boondock. Yo, this Blaze, you dare homie. Welcome to the underground, Australia's home of underground music. Jumping into Podcast 7, Episode 7, fellas, we have the underground amped underway for another day. Chilling here with my <laughs> buddy, Jay. <laughs> What's going on, man? Not too much, Jay. You haven't had a coffee today. You're looking very perkly in your drowning pool t-shirt, your lack of sunglasses. But, hold it at that, we've also got Johnny <laughs> Fitzgerald. What's up, man? Plenty, dude. It's good to be back in the studio again. And I'm a little concerned still about Herbie's well-being, but we'll get on to that in due course, of We course. will, because we have one more person to introduce. The man himself. The man, the myth, the legend. Man, what the hell is wrong with me this morning? And Nin Azor, Nin, how are you, bro? I was about to say, you are on point today, Nitty. It's very early as we like to get in nice and quick into the studios before we have to, you know, use it for proper purposes and just have a bit of fun here. But uh, great to be back, dude. Unfortunately, it is via the phone again because it's always exciting when we have a full deck of cards in the studio. But hey, what can you do? Well, we're going to have to do it again one time because that was an entire bunch of fun except for one man. Sitting to my... You're right with this one's the right. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> Left, Jay. Hey. He did suffer a very scary concussion last week during his game at Taylor's Lake Football Club. He was rude. He was arrogant to everyone, which is not really anything out of the norm. But <laughs> before it happened. It's funny you mention that. I'm just like, he was like that before the concussion. <laughs> he was. So we're going to get a bit of a concussion update. Johnny, you were out there, man. I was. It's such a pity you weren't here last week because we were talking about it. We really got amongst the Taylor's like, football culture, yourself and me. We went out. We yeah. were in the huddle, man. They made I, us feel very well. I, I was I was really impressed, Herbs. You got a really good group of guys at your club and it actually made me feel like going back and playing again. So yeah, we short wow. next week, we let me know. That. We yeah. did mention that because uh, you, you were you're almost having the, the the pains just a little bit like, you know what, I could be out running on that park too, like the elite athlete that is Jace L. Herbert. You know, you never know. We, we could be seeing it in, in the future. It's just that, you know, it's a lot of commitment as we've seen. Jay spends a lot of time for the footy club. He spends numerous times out of training and, you know, last week when we saw Jay sitting on that bench with some form of wet tea towel on his head for some reason, uh, <laughs> I think the trainers and stuff thought that, oh, good, now's a good chance while he's concussed to try and give this guy a shout. Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> you won't notice. <laughs> but look, it's been extraordinary because, as we know, when you're an elite athlete, there's a lot of things that you need to do. I mean, runners, they need to train every single night. We see cricket players spending hours upon hours in the nets doing throwdowns and bowling and batting. Jace L. Herbert, the man that normally, normally doesn't like to get amongst the daywalkers, uh, we sure. will be seeing him down at Dock Lake, you know, kicking the footy around. Let's do some girls, guys! Get into it! <laughs> well, one of my favourite bits, Nim, and you weren't there for it. And this is what really spins me out about the concussion, as you will. Johnny, you were there. Yeah. The half-time huddles. We're like, come on, boys, we're going to talk this up! just getting the whole team ready to go, and then all of a sudden he's straight to the, uh, straight to the bench. We have seen it in the top flight AFL, because it can 
because funnily enough, the concussion was also a big part of my football team, the St Kilda Footy Club. We saw some scary things last week. Uh, Dylan Robertson, he collapsed on field and we saw Kobe Stevens actually have delayed onset concussion. And the, the time that I saw that, I'm just like, look at this, man. Like, elite athletes, they come in all forms. You could be playing for the AFL. You could be playing for the Horseman District Football League. I can see why Taylor's like it just like, no, no, we've got to get it's out not of worth the uh, risk, is it? No. They, re- mm. they really had to rush him off, and I think it's very unfair on the St Kilda Football Club comparing them to JCL. <laughs> That's all right. I mean, I mean, un- <laughs> yeah. the other way around is what I'm right, but We know that Dylan's a listener, so we wish him all the best, but that's a concerning thing because I've played a lot of footy and I've broken arms and done all sorts of things but I've never had a concussion so are you doing okay Herbs? What's, yeah. the, what's seen, the update? Have you ever felt pain like JLH? No, I, I can't withstand pain like he can so it must, have, <laughs> like, it must have been a serious blow. We were all re- very concerned by the end of it but yeah, so you're back next week or is there a few weeks on the sidelines? No, I'm all good. I'm all good. All good. So you'll be Great words, Jay. <laughs> that, 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 uh, hang on, let's, let's just quickly recap. John Fitzgerald has just asked you, are you good, Jay? Are you going back on the side? Are you going back on the park tomorrow? And you've basically gone, oh, yeah, we <laughs> don't know whether or not the concussion has <laughs> Could have. And, and there is such a thing as that delayed concussion, so maybe it's kicking in now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But look, I, I want to take a bit of time to have a look at the scoreline because Harrow Balmoral went and completely did a number on Taylor's Lake. I mean, we got there in the first quarter, there were 52 points up, but it was a second quarter fight back because it was the ball bouncing off Jay's scone that did lead into a goal for uh, Taylor's Lake. So... Um, and as Jay said, like, because I, I went into the sheds afterwards, as I mentioned, and uh, to anyone that's got small children, I hardly recommend that you don't bring them into the footy club uh, <laughs> afterwards. Jay was, I, I found it quite funny that he was all like, oh, yeah, yeah, you can't say they're not using my head. I was, told, I was actually told that was the third time that Jay had used that joke. So oh, of course it was. And someone else probably used it first. Uh, and he went and used know. it on the podcast as well, man. I, I don't know whether or not this is just a case of the concussion getting to Jay and he didn't know that he'd already used this joke three times or <laughs> if it was just the sense of like I've got some good material here <laughs> look man Jay's a very original guy so I think we're going to put that down to the concussion look one thing one thing is for certain this isn't the last time we'll see the big number 60 running around at Taylor's Lake unfortunately as we said they've got the buy this week but next week I cannot wait to see uh, JLH back on the park ready to go and I believe you guys are taking on Cal Keys. it's almost Ned versus Jay here in a, in a tale that is older than time. <laughs> <laughs> that is a battle that's gone on for many, many years. And uh, there you go, Jay. Yeah, we don't know how this be. battle started, considering the fact that uh, we're normally very friendly towards Jay. But hey, it's a battle, and it's and it's happened. Yeah, well, I don't understand, man. You bring him in, you be friendly towards the guy, and yet still he manages to yell and carry on. And I was very shocked, Jay. But yeah. Jay did say to me this morning, he did pick me up. He is a very kind-hearted man. I was shocked at this, John. Mm. Nims has come four hours, and Jay was nothing but flat-out <laughs> rude to Nims oh, last week, who, who made that massive trip. And I sort of flipped him in a bit, but he doesn't remember anything that happened last oh, week. Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's probably true. Well, you know, like, normally, Jay's very, as, as we know, 
he's very loving and warm when he when he talks to us. <laughs> <laughs> he is. No, you, no, you no. think, Jay? You think loving, <laughs> love, <laughs> and respect? Look, while we're staying on the topic of sport, though, because it's a very it's a very big time in the world of sport, especially in the NBA. And Nettie, full disclosure. Now we're recording this very early in the morning, so by the time this drops, probably Pacers Cavaliers game will be uh, already played as well. You know, the Wizards, Raptors, and the Bucks and the Celtics. So all of the Game Threes will probably be completed. If anyone goes and wonders, like, I can't believe you didn't talk about the domination from the Raptors. One, <laughs> uh, it's probably because I don't think anyone, including the Toronto Raptors, expected them to be dominating. And two, uh, we're doing this quite early. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's very true. And on the topic of the Raptors, though, I would have thought they would have been playing a lot better than yeah, what they are. Yeah, I know. Being the first seed in the East, I don't know what's going on, but... It's the Raptors. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> and look, the thing is that I was thinking before, like once you get to playoffs, you've still got to worry about a little team called the Cavs. you still got to yeah. worry about a little team called Golden State, no matter where they finished. Like, playoff basketball's there, time. Yeah, it's a different time. And just really quickly, I don't want to carry on too much here. I would have really liked Detroit to finish in that eighth seed. Yeah. Because I would have given them a legit chance against Toronto. We matched up well against them. Definitely. It would have been been good. But yeah, like you say, man, you got your Cavs, although they did get beaten in game one. And you've also got Golden State over in the West. But I really think, guys, and I want your opinion on this. You too, Jay. He hasn't said much. I'm worried about the concussion. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think's going to do it? Because I think whoever wins the West, it's either going to be Golden State, like you mentioned, or yep. the Houston Rockets, yep. and whoever wins over there is going to win this whole thing. Yeah, I probably agree with you, actually. I think you look at the East, like, yeah, Toronto hasn't been playing that well. I'm really on the Philadelphia bandwagon. They're, oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're looking awesome. I mean, if it was Rockets-Philly in the final, like that would be a great series to sit back and watch, but you're definitely right, Nettie, and that's just a sign of the times. Like, the East, uh, sorry, the West has just been so dominant for so long, pretty much, other than those years the Cavs were up. It's pretty much Rockets or Warriors, whoever's on, yeah. pretty much to win that series, I reckon. That That's how I see it going down, Jay. Yeah, look, um, I haven't really been keeping up with a lot of the uh, finals, unfortunately. But you're a Celtics boy, man. You should be back. Yeah, what the hell are you yeah, they're doing, up. man? They're doing well. They're doing very well. They're two up against Milwaukee. You're like, come on, Jay. You should be wearing the green with pride. <laughs> Missing half their team. They're Should've doing pretty been. good. <laughs> but yeah, I'm... Yeah, I just haven't been keeping up with the finals, unfortunately. But This is uh, what happens when you're an elite athlete, Nim. Do you think that St. Kilda dude who, mm. you know, has time to keep up with the NBA during his busy schedule, Herbs is that and then some, man. Well, this is true. I mean, like, let's face it, you're not going to see someone like uh, Joel Embiid sort of going, geez, I wonder what's going on in the uh, NFL right now. No, he's focused. He's committed on his club. That's all. He's got tunnel vision on, just like Jay. And much like Joel Embiid, Jay is also an absolute monster on the social media as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he definitely is on the MKR Facebook page and the Married at First site. Oh, check this out, baby! And the Sunrise one, I've never seen anyone go and say, Koshi, you're an idiot! Yeah. Uh, Sunrise herbs, what? That's another story for another time. I want to hear it now. Quickly, too, while we're staying on NBA Finals, there are some quite interesting matchups. As we mentioned, Houston are just dominating in the West. I'm pretty sure all of us knew that Golden State were going to be doing Like, all that sort of stuff is par for the course. But I've been pretty surprised by some of the other sort of matchups there. They're like OKC and Utah. Great series. It's a pretty cool sort of setup that they've got at the moment because there's a lot of teams that I wasn't really expecting. Like, you don't really expect the Pacers to jump on board there. As we mentioned at the top, 
the Raptors doing well? Like, I, I knew we were all thinking of Philly. I knew Golden State was going to do some good stuff. But, you know, it's nice to sort of see a mix of teams, not just the usual uh, suspects. Yeah, mm. definitely, man. And we may as well say it right now. Like, who are you guys jumping behind in these? Because I am 100% with you, Johnny. I want Philly to win that mm. in the East. That would be a great story. Charles yep. Barkley come out and said the Philadelphia Eagles won it in the NFL. Yeah, I know. The Sixers are going to do it in the NBA. I don't think that's going to happen, but... Oh, no, well, yeah, I mean... good to dream. Yeah, well, they've won all yeah. their games with Embiid back, and that's one. <laughs> so that's a good start. Yeah, they won it easily. <laughs> yeah, too. yeah, they did. But the thing is here, man, is that's the team of the future right yeah. there. They've rebuilt nicely, and they're building around Simmons and Embiid, and yep. it's going to be a very, very good team in the future. If they pick up LeBron in the offseason, like... All the rumours are saying, yeah. 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 It, it, look out. That's going to be... pretty crazy, isn't it? And we franchise. have to quickly mention, um, yeah, Greg Popovich's wife dying during the week. You yeah, see that? very Terrible sad. news. Oh, just awful. So it'll be interesting for the Spurs. I think, are they three zip down or two zip down? So three I think, zip down, yeah. Yeah, so it's... it's three now, is I, it? I think this is probably it, I reckon, for the Popovich era. You'd reckon Parker and Ginobili, I think they'd be hanging the boots up or hanging the shoes up at the end of the season. And yeah, I think it'll be a new look Spurs team next year for a new era. But um, yeah, it's pretty sad news. Yeah, most yeah. definitely, man. Well, that, quickly, too, what about the Pelicans? Yeah, oh, yeah. How about Anthony Davis? Like, he's killing it. Well, dude, one of those Pistons games I got to see earlier in the year, I was lucky enough to see Anthony Davis play. Yeah. He played against the Pelicans, and he is something else in person. Wow. Yeah. He razzed us up. And I tell you what, look out for them. Just such a pity Boogie Cousins isn't know, in there in I the know. mix at the moment. Maybe that's working for them. Like, is D- well, Davis true. dominating before he got there? I mean, he's put that team on his back. And it's a bit like like Clay Thompson. He's just on fire at the moment. He's shooting at, like, 60% from the three-point line in the finals. Like, he's just smashing it. And that's what the finals are all about. It's those players that can drag their team across the line. So, yeah. we'll see what happens. It's going to be an interesting oh, one. Almost like, because we saw last week when we were live at Doc Lake Oval, uh, when you lose like a star player, sometimes you sort of put the cue in the rack. Because let's face it, once Jay got off the field, uh, it was a 140-point loss for yeah. Taylor's Lake Boys. So it just goes to show, sometimes you miss a superstar, they make all the difference. Exactly. Well, you know, in all seriousness, that did go down, Jay. You left the team. You, I, I feel you could have went back on, to be honest. The momentum went down. There obviously wasn't the same morale out there on the ground. Everyone was worried about her. Yeah, exactly. And they had to change their structures and like... Yeah, I, you know. I thought it was a selfish decision, man, to go off. I, I really did. You've gone from what? How many points down did you say, Nim? So, well, they were 52 points down. Then they scored two goals, Taylor's Lake, so it looked like the, the fight back was mounting towards half time. And then once Jay left, it was just... All downhill for, from there, wasn't uh, it? For our boys at Taylor's Lake, it just sort of couldn't quite get the mustard. Yeah, unfortunately, this is what happens, Jay. Sometimes you just got to harden up and get out there. But hey, I should have been saying that, man. I'm not the one who was concussed. That's true. That's true. And I'm not questioning the concussion. What? Am I? <laughs> well, you know, we've seen Jay, you know, power through pain beforehand and we know that sometimes you can have that second rush, but no, poor Jay, unfortunately, was just sitting there on that bench. He looked like Forrest Gump, admittedly in much, much shorter shorts, but nonetheless, it was, uh, <laughs> it was quite the start. But look, let's change track a little bit because I want to mention something, uh, guys. I don't know, I went to the, the movies last night and I went and saw John Cena in Blockers. Oh, yes, I saw that during yeah, the week as well, man. It's yeah. funny, funny. It is a very, very funny movie, and I cannot believe how good John Cena is as an actor. It's He's funny that really- you bring that up, Nims, because I was going to say, and we probably should just really quickly before we jump into this, predictions for NBA. What Did we get one in the NJ? Who's winning it? Because I want to come back to this. 
Uh, I'm probably going to have to say Golden State's going to take it. Golden State, got that. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the Rockets. I think they're too strong. Yeah, and Nims? Raptors, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Raptors. Golden State, definitely Golden State. Yeah, I think I might join John here. I'm going for Utah, but I think... Yeah, yeah I'm Golden on the Sixers bandwagon, but... Sixers in the East and yep. Jazz in the West for me. And there's my Australian whatever there because, you know, Joey Ingles, Joey. Dante Exum over there at Utah, great team. But, yeah, let's jump into this, Nim. You were saying John Cena, I think he's going to be like The Rock, the next Rock. But, thankfully, he's going to stick with his WWE background, man. 100%. Like, John Cena is just one of the – it's one of the funniest movies you will see. Now that I think that I really feel for you, Nettie. Because, you know, as a man that does have daughters, <laughs> you were probably watching that thinking, oh, I'm going to write some tips and get into John Cena's shape just so I can do it some of these jackasses when this comes up in the future. Yeah, so basically for people listening and that don't know about this, those playing at home, Jay, this is a terrible story. Like, it was very funny and I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more if I wasn't thinking, man, this is my future and I really was. <laughs> you guys can ask Anna how sort of depressed I got afterwards. Yeah. Because luckily I got to see P.O.D after that and I got back into a good mood but <laughs> basically he is trying to stop his daughter from losing her virginity because he's found out they've made a pact to go out and uh, go out night. and do this but prom night yeah 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 the old prom night whatever which it was hilarious and Cena ended up throwing a kid through yeah. like a, <laughs> the wall he, or something yeah he, he picks up a kid and throws him through a wall and, and John Cena picked up this dude who literally looked like he'd weigh about 205 pounds soaking wet and um, just put it through well, it was quite amusing but I strongly recommend that you go check out Blockers if you do because I know that by the time uh, we record our next pod everyone will be talking Avengers and Infinity War and we will be no exception to that but if you can see Blockers when you get a chance do so yeah definitely do so and real quick on that I do remember this day guys because I do want you guys to make a little pact with me now on the first date of one of my daughters mm. I need you guys to come around Jay, as we've spoken about in the past, you have to man up and do this. <laughs> You've got to be sitting there shirtless on the couch, right? Intimidation factor. I'll take that. Yeah, that's Ain't a gonna yes. happen. No, no. And we are... Hey! Jay, you, don't you care about the girls? I do very much so. It would be more intimidating when some dude, by the I don't know, Blake comes around to go and take out one of Hey, bro, what's going on, man? With his stupid smirk. Yeah. Uh, like, he wiped that smirk off his face if he saw you sitting there in your chair in Nettie's lounge room but no shirt on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or answering the door. You're an idiot! <laughs> Why should I meet you, Blake? What do you do for a cross? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm going to make you do that, man. Otherwise, you know, on, you've, you've abused this for years. You owe us this. Johnny, I need you to be yep. looking extra thug, apparently, to the Taylor's Lake Football Club. We are thugs. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We yeah. look like thugs. I thought we you did look Nims, of course we do. The most <laughs> computer tech guy, the dweeb, and well, Nims, you got the thug thing happening, but yeah, we're really just nerds. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the guy that's walking around with two kids in WrestleMania top. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. thugs. Thuggish. What a thug. Because <laughs> mm. nothing says thuggish than can I grab sausage roll, two potato cakes, and a water. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jay, can we just get confirmation on that? Yeah, all right, man. Thank uh, you. There we go. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah, Thanks, Jay. I'll just, make, I'll just make sure my chest pieces chest piece is finished by then. Oh. Do you mean like at the gym or? No, no. I think he's talking about ink. Yeah. His chest piece at the gym is already badass. done, man. Yeah. He'll be looking like Ed Sheeran sitting on that couch. 
Hell yeah, man. This is crazy. Jay Sheeran. <laughs> Just imagine. Poor, this poor kid's going to come in there and he basically, what's, he's going to come in, basically he'll come into the lounge room, sit down, wait for, like, I'll just make small talk with this Conor McGregor-looking chap that's sitting <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting. I can, well, I was going to say I can't wait for that, but really I dread the day. So thank you, Jay, for being there for me, man. I appreciate that. And I guess we'll skip on. Like You were talking on the Avengers here, Nims. We've got about eight minutes left here, man. And as per usual, we've carried on like whatever, and we've still got a bunch to get through. Yeah, before we get to that, we are going to be chatting to, uh, well, your chat with John Connolly from Seven Dust. We'll do that next, but we'll quickly get through what we think about what's going to happen in the Affinity War, because literally, it has been building 10 years up to this moment, and man, how good has the Marvel Cinematic Universe been in the past decade? Well, it's pretty much what keeps you going back, doesn't it? That's mm. the one consistent thing, because John and I have often talked about this. It seems that Hollywood's got no new ideas. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if you guys Absolutely. have come across. It's all Marvel no. movies and remakes. Remakes, yeah. So, or sequels. Or sequels. Yes. Or prequels. That we don't need, <laughs> more or less. Yeah, hey, definitely. You know what? Everyone will be talking about Infinity War, and we'll let we'll let you get around to it. Probably save that for next week, because yesterday I saw something when I was blocking it, and I don't know if you boys saw it too, but the trailer, not, not for Deadpool 2, which I'm really looking forward to, but have you seen the trailer for Solo, a Star Wars story? Yeah, I have, yep. man. I'm looking forward to that one. Is it just me, or... Is every year are we going to get a Star Wars movie every year now? Apparently so. Yes, we yeah, are. Yeah, they so um they've worked out some new deal. The guy who directed the the second one, I think, is going to do another another trilogy, and they've worked out all these deals. And yes, yeah, so I reckon there's going to be a Star Wars movie for the next like nine years or something at least. Yeah. So every second year is like yeah. part of the trilogy, or yeah. whatever, and then it's like like this year we're in is a like this yeah. spin-off sort the spin-off. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan, whatever his name is, is going to direct. Y- no, no, the director. He's going to direct uh, three other movies in a different trilogy and it's just Ryan all happening. Gosling? Yeah, I don't think Ryan Gosling No, no, no. You're still concussed. You're thinking about I, your man crush. I do have to confess I've not watched The Last Jedi in a while so oh, I've forgotten who the director is. Look, well, this is the thing. Like, I thought the trailer was fantastic. It's, it's very, very exciting and I, I did pop a fair bit when you see you know, the, like the Millennium Falcon and Lando and stuff like that but I don't think we need a Star Wars movie every year. To me, it takes the shine off. That's what half the fun you look forward to the next couple of years. You know, I still remember when the original trilogy, uh, sorry, well, the, when the prequel trilogy came out, how it's just like, oh man, I can't wait to see what happens in Sith. But you know, for me, it feels like too much birthday. There's a reason that birthdays and Christmas is special because you know they don't happen every day, and I feel like we're being bombarded. Come on, give it a bit of a break. Yeah, I, yeah. I hear what you're saying, man, but I'm gonna disagree, which is something that doesn't happen I'm hyped for it man I say I'm very hyped too as long as, as long as it's good which the that's, last that's few it. have been yeah. like when yeah, they start right. releasing crap then yes I'm with you but yeah, on I agree. the last few Star Wars movies have been fantastic and you need to check out Last Jedi Jay yeah, I've definitely got to pick up the Blu-ray for that and watch it again. Yeah. I can't believe you haven't even seen it yet, Joe. That's very is that, surprising. Is that what you mean? You haven't seen it or you haven't seen it for a while? No, I haven't seen it for a while. Oh, oh okay. Go. I was going to say, that's but, very odd. Usually he's lining up and he's dressed up as Darth Vader <laughs> in the yeah. cinema on the opening night. Yeah, I did go to the midnight premiere. I haven't seen it for a second time with you and uh, Johnny Van Fitzovery. Yeah, right. There, there's my brain. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, there you go. If I'm watching a movie, it's usually with you two, one yeah. or the other or both. So but there the, you the, go. The fact that Rogue One was so good, I reckon that's probably one of my 
my top three favourite of all of them. Yep. Gives me hope that like Solo will be good and all these other ones will be will be good as well. I think Solo right. will yeah. be good, Nim. Yeah. Let's keep our fingers crossed. But like you said, once we've seen this new Avengers movie, we'll give a bit of rundown on that as well. Looking forward to it. It comes out on Thursday, yeah? Mm-hmm. I believe, so. I believe it's early sessions on Wednesday too. Oh, yeah, look out, because yes. I, I believe they're copping a little bit of hate for that yeah. because of the Anzac Day, is that right? Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, I think it's fine out of proportion just a little bit because... Of course. Uh, but, hey, you know, it's, it's, it's 2018 and people have to get outraged at something. Exactly. That's right, they yeah, really do, man. Alrighty, so we've got that on the go, man. Herbs is looking good. Concussion, you know, wise, he's okay. And I guess that brings me to the House of Hardcore, Nim. This one is coming up in July. Now, I did want Jace to be a wrestler back in the day. That's no secret. After I see him take a very soft bump, I'm like, I don't think he's got it in him. So I'm glad I did. don't push that on you anymore, Jay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you haven't pushed that on me for quite a while, actually. It's been a well, long time before that. Well, you know, we, we are concerned about your well-being, but uh, yeah, House of Hardcore coming back to Australia. Very, very exciting. This is going to be all sorts of good, man. Tommy Dreamer's House of Hardcore. Johnny, you need to get amongst this, man. A whole bunch of yeah. fun. The beautiful people are coming out, Jay. Do you know how much of a fan of the beautiful people I am? You are yeah. a massive fan of the beautiful people, especially Velvet Sky. You just can't control yourself once her intro hits. <laughs> I know, man. So what the hell do you think is going to happen when uh, I'm there? Like, you know, because we do have that VIP. Uh, it's quite scary, Jay. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be like a 13-year-old kid getting that, you know, shiny red motorbike on Christmas morning. You're just going to be absolutely ecstatic for it. Yeah. I want to know what the hell is up with that analogy. How many kids do you know that get shiny red motorbikes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yeah. at the Herbs oh. residence, apparently. It, it was the first thing that popped into my head, all right? He's suffering right. from concussion, man. Yeah, give, yeah. Me, give me a little break. My apologies, my apologies there, but hey, look, they announced earlier in the week that at House of Hardcore Australia, we're also going to be seeing the NWA World Heavyweight Champion Nick Aldis. We might remember him as Magnus in TNA, but he will be defending his title, I believe, so it should be pretty cool to see. It, it's one hell of a, uh, a tour that's happening, happening in July, so make sure you keep your eye out on the House of Hardcore Australia page. But as many did mention, I mean, Velvet Sky's coming down along with uh, her husband. Is it, oh, they're not married, actually. They're, well, boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, well, they're seeing each other. Bully Ray, he'll be down there too. Al Snow's coming with Mick Foley. This is going to be Fantastic. Billy Gunn, I think, is coming down as well, too. But no, I cannot wait for this tour. Yeah, jump online, theundergroundaustralia.com.au. It will be up on the events page over this weekend. We're getting behind it and really looking forward to it. And being an old-school TNA guy, I'm hyped because it's got, you know, a, a, when they were peaking, man, at their mm -hmm. peak. And I actually didn't know about the Magnus thing, so that's all sorts of awesome. Oh, yeah. And uh, I believe Nick Foley's uh, got a couple of dates in Australia as well. So make sure to check that out. July 17th. 18th, 18th Adelaide, Hobart 19th, Melbourne 20th, Sydney 21st, and uh, July 22nd in Brisbane. So wherever <laughs> you're going to be, uh, Mick Foley will be around, unless, of course, you live in the Northern Territory and you've kind of got Buckley's. Yeah, so in that case, jump on a plane. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for joining us, guys. We'll have to talk about the new reality show that Jay can get behind back with The X next week, <laughs> which, I, which I was really looking forward to getting into that, and he was hyped for it too. He said, good list there, guys, good list. But thank you so much for joining us. We've got a bunch to get through again next week. I'm, I'm enjoying this podcast, fellas. Yeah, well, this is... To the air. 
Yeah. Yeah, these are a lot of fun. We're, we're just racking them up really, really quick. We've just got to wait for Herb's the concussion side effects to, to, you know, die down a little bit, and he'll be back to his jolly self. He will be back to his jolly self. Thanks once again, fellas. Oh, good, man. Always a pleasure. Don't go anywhere. John Connolly and Nettie up next. Seven Dust. It's Seven Dust Temple. What's up, everybody? This is Sully Erna from Godsmack, and you are listening to The Underground. Crank it up. Joining us on The Underground is none other than John Connolly of Seven Dust. What's happening, John? Man, I am packing, <laughs> getting ready to uh, head to the airport tomorrow to go to Kansas City for a few days of rehearsals. It's been a minute since we've been on the road, so it's always a good idea to kind of set the gear up and see if we can remember how to play some new songs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll be able to. Now, you're about to be 12 studio albums down, John, and still have the same lineup. That's a pretty impressive feat in this day and age, man. Yeah, you know, I talked to other buddies of mine who are in bands. They're like, it just doesn't really ever happen. It just doesn't. You know, there's usually like the one dude who kind of leaves. And we did have, you know, Clutch stepped out for a few minutes. But he's been back since 2009. Mm. So it's a blessing because I think the whole reason that we started doing this thing in the first place is because this band was, you know, a group of folks that we wanted to make music together. You know, we didn't want any of the drama. We didn't want any of the BS. And we knew that there was a chemistry when the, when the five of us got in a room together. I remember walking out of that first rehearsal going, this is, I don't know if it's good, <laughs> but it's different. I was like, this doesn't sound like anything else any of the rest of us were doing. And I think a lot of that really comes down to John. He's that wild card. He's that thing that gives us the ability to be as heavy as we want to be, but we're still going to end up being that, that really melodic band, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, I hear what you're saying. And having known each other for as long as you sort of have, is that a good or a bad thing when it comes to recording an album, John? I think it's a good thing because everyone has a rhythm and a process. I mean, we actually sat Elvis down and, and, you know, we told him, we said, look, we know you have a system and we are here to be produced, but there are certain things that we kind of like to do in certain orders <laughs> that we're just comfortable with. For instance, we usually, like typically most bands go in the studio and you do drums, bass, guitars, and then vocals. Well, we've just always been more comfortable doing drums, guitars, and then bass and vocals because Vinny likes to have the big picture to be able to kind of write off and kind of vibe off, you know, he, he can figure his parts out a little bit better when when our stuff is in the holes, which was a little bit of a, you know, an unusual twist for Elvis, because he's not used to working that way. Yeah. Um, but it was cool, you know, and he was totally cool to it. He was like, if that's the way you guys like to do it. And I was like, you know, other than that, we're pretty straightforward when we get in there, but I think it definitely helps the fact that we've been together for as long as we have, because we know. You know, we know what it takes to go through the process of tracking the drums. You know, tracking the guitars, the vocals, bass, whatever. Everybody is very sensitive to how we go through the process, you know, and how each one of us approaches that process and how, how we like to go through it. You know, Clint and myself like to do guitars sort of together so that we can kind of check parts and make sure that we're not, you know, uh, fret off or, you know, doing a riff backwards as, as opposed to forwards or whatever. We can always kind of double check the parts. Plus, it's easier while we're actually tracking, you know, if Quint's sitting there and he's putting his rhythms down, I'll sit in the back of the room and I'm just, I'm constantly throwing a little, you know, what would I do here? What What, what, what is my, you know, contribution going to be? Am I going to add anything different? Am I going to do the same stuff? Are we going to, you know, what kind of a song is it going to be? So... I think it definitely helps the fact that we've been around so long together that we know what each other needs in the studio, you know. 
you know who's comfortable with who in the room or you know whatever so yeah I, I think it's definitely an advantage for sure oh that's good to hear and uh, well the new album is called all i see is war it's a bit of a diverse one here john what what can you tell us about putting this one together well everything is different this time <laughs> definitely we have rise records on board which is our this is our first album with rise and glad to have such a great team around first album with bmg publishing first album we've made with elvis basquette it was one of those records that we just we knew we were going to make a record late last year and we kind of decided that in january of 2017 so in february we started working we knew we weren't going to hit the studio until october but we knew we wanted to come up with as much material as possible not just because we wanted a lot but we because we wanted options i mean we could have written 12 songs and just called it a day but it's easier to write 60 and then wow. figure out which direction you want to go in. Because there's always that discussion of, you know, what kind of a record are you going to make here? Are you going to make a heavy record? Are you going to make an acoustic record? Is it going to be light? Is it going to be melodic? And I think when you have those options and that many of those options, you've, you've got a lot more latitude to work with, you know. I'm sure it was a little daunting for Elvis when he first opened the Dropbox file and there were almost 60 songs in there. But <laughs> as a producer, you know, he's sitting there looking at it going, man, we could make four or five different records and they all be cool records. We just got to figure out which one is going to be the best. And this was the one. These songs were the absolute ones that everyone was signing off on. It wasn't like Elvis just picked a list of songs. We sat around with a Bluetooth speaker and we just jammed all the tunes. We jammed them all and everyone had their favorites and had their lists. And it probably sounds pretty intense to try to pair 60 songs down to 12. But we did it in about an hour and a half. I was pretty surprised. Oh, wow. You know, we all just sat there in Elvis's kitchen, and it just kind of fell into place. We went, okay, we've got our alternates, we've got some Bs, and, you know, just depending on what ends up happening, this one may make it and this one may not. But, but it was a pretty easy process, you know. The long one. I mean, the last time we probably worked this long on a record was probably Animosity. There you go. You know, back in 2001. I mean, Alpha we made in about three and a half weeks. Cold Day Memory... I think that one probably took us maybe like two or three months all in. Kill the Flaw was done in about a month. Blackout the Sun was done in about three and a half weeks. So, you know, a lot of these records are like shorter records. But this one was like, we just committed a lot of time to it. And we knew we were going to have a lot of downtime. So it was like, all right, let's just write. Let's just write, 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 and just keep sending demos to all the rest of the guys and start getting feedback. Oh, well, from what I've heard, man, it's absolutely fantastic. And it's just got me thinking hearing that now that you say there's like 60 songs, what happens to the other, you know, 48? Like, will we ever get to hear them? You might. I mean, it, I know there's two or three of them that are projected songs for sure. <laughs> I sang on them, and as soon as I sang on them, I went, all right, well, I just screwed that up. <laughs> I played it for E-Rock, and he was like, man, that's, that's a really cool tune. And I was like, well, it's supposed to be a 7 up song. He was like, that's a projected tune. Most of the music will always see the light of day. You know, it may take, you know, five. I mean, I think on the last projected record, I have a song called 10 Years Gone because it was literally a song that I lost for 10 years. So wow. you could have something that falls through the cracks for a decade. But that's the cool thing about this, though, you know, and the fact that with all of us signing off on those 12 songs, like I said, it doesn't necessarily mean that the ones that didn't make the record were bad songs. They just... There I mean, were a handful that were amazing songs. They just didn't fit the record. Yeah, you know, yeah. Completely different vibe, completely different thing going on. But who's to say, you know, a year from now, we won't go revisit some of those demos and be like, oh, wow, man, this one would be kind of cool. Oh, definitely. I do like you said and put it on the projected album. What, what can you tell us about this? Sure. You guys put out an album last year, yeah? 
Yes, we released uh, the last projected record last summer. Pretty intense because it was a double CD. I'm, I'm looking at the song list now going, holy moly, <laughs> I've lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you stay busy though, John. I like that. You, you don't slow down at all. Well, I try. I got to be honest. Since Christmas, like I said, we did a double projected record and then we finished the seven us record. So I was like, okay, you know what? I want to take some time off and I don't want to do anything. And I don't do real well with that. <laughs> <laughs> like I get bored really easy. And, you know, I was like, all right, I, I don't I don't want to look at the guitar. I want to miss it. And, you know, I was two or three weeks in and I was just, I was miserable. I was <laughs> like, all right, I need to go and create or do something. So for me, I think it's like therapeutic. You know, it's definitely something that I enjoy doing. It's not like I sit down and go, okay, I got to write this song a day, or geez, you know, how many songs? We need four or five more songs. You know, we're never looking at it that way, by numbers or anything. For me, it's just like, okay, look, if I write something a day and it's cool, I'll go revisit or whatever. But for me, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I just enjoy sitting down with a guitar and going somewhere that I haven't quite gone before, which is, I think, the ultimate goal. You, you're always trying to create something new, but when you have 12 records, you have to be very careful because <laughs> you can actually try to write some songs you've already written. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it goes down to that old saying there, John, enjoy what you do and you'll never work a day in your life and you can just keep pumping them out. Well, that's kind of how I feel. I mean, in all honesty, it's like, you know, people ask me, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, I make music. I mean, it's like literally my hobby enables me to pay the bills. Yeah. And that's a blessing. I mean, that, that's something that I never, ever want to take for granted. And sometimes you do, you know, sometimes you're out there on tour and you're missing your family and you've been away from it. And that part's always hard. You know, that, that that's not something that's ever going to change. But sometimes you look at it and you kind of take what this is for granted. Because to me, it's really not work. I mean, work to me is grabbing a shovel and going and digging a ditch. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> sitting and playing guitars all day long and creating a song, for me, I know it's what my job is, but I don't think of it as work. It's definitely a good way to look at it, John, and, and we'll switch things up before we run out of time here, man. I like sure. to ask all my guests this. Can you give us a recommendation? It can be anything. I just want to have a recommendation from you. What would you recommend to the listeners? Oh, man. Getting ready to watch the uh, McEnroe board movie, so I'm not going to recommend it, even though I'm going to go and check it out because it looked like it was pretty cool. I don't know, man. I mean, I haven't really gotten into too many books lately because I've been writing so much. Yeah. And I'm more of a movie guy than I am a TV guy. You know, movie-wise, good Lord, the sky's the limit. I watch so many movies. <laughs> I probably watch too many movies. But no, I mean, as far as like music and stuff like that, stuff that I pull inspiration from, it's so crazy. I mean, I have my go-tos, you know. Pantera is always going to be in the mix. Mm. Pantera, Lamb of God, Big Wreck, Miles Kennedy, and Porcupine Tree, of all bands. That might be one of my favorite bands on planet Earth. Wow, there you go, uh, right there, that's cool. And how about something that may surprise us about you, man? I, I guess the porcupine tree thing. That's one, yeah. I'm a fish keeper, I'm a fish breeder. Really? Um, I've been doing it for, yeah, I've been, I've been a fish keeper for over 40 years now. And I've been breeding large cichlids for at least a decade now, which most people would find pretty unusual because they walk into the house and they're like, holy crap, I just walked into SeaWorld. <laughs> There's fish tanks everywhere. You know? Yeah. Um, that's something most people wouldn't know. And most people who are not true 7S fans might not know that I was originally a drummer. You know, Dave Grohl had to go and screw it up for me. <laughs> 
you know, I mean, I mean, he wasn't like the biggest fan of the world, and now he's in the biggest fan of the world again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I had a similar path to uh, to Dave Grohl. I wanted to be a singer, and I wanted to be, you know, the front man, but I wasn't ready when you know when Seven Dust started. I I hadn't figured out how to sing. I'm still working it out. But yeah, I mean, drums was my most natural first instrument. I, I studied percussion in college, and I love the drums. I love playing drums, but. Creating and writing a song is the most important thing to me. Yeah. Um, and it's just very difficult to sit down there behind the drums and go, hey man, play this. True. It's like, okay, what notes are we talking about? You know, what are we singing here? So, yeah, I mean, I started on drums and, and switched over. And uh, I got to get a drum set in the house. Speaking of, I'm, now I'm sitting here thinking of it. I, was <laughs> like, I, I should have a little kid around here. How would the fish react to that, though, John? Will that go okay with them? It's funny because. They shouldn't be, but we have, I mean, I'm literally standing in front of two fish tanks in my studio right now. Yeah. And I mean, I sing in here full tilt, and I jump around, and the fish just come out and hang out and watch what I'm doing. I mean, they're always front and center. They're never hiding, so they must like it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. They're Seven Dust fans and projected. I guess so. I thought about that when I first put it in here. I was like, I don't know, this might be too stressful for them, but they're always front and center checking out what I'm doing. I go, look at this. Oh, I love that, John. That is fantastic. Well, the new album is All I See Is War. It's here May 11th through Rise Records. Be sure to pick this one up. Pre-order at 7dust.com or hit these guys up on Facebook, facebook.com slash 7dustofficial. Thank you so much for joining us, John. Really appreciate it, man. Absolutely.